0: G'day guys, Clint Adams here, and I'm recording episode number 25 of The Full Landscape with Lee Parsons, who is, uh, I guess, one of the directors of Adelaide Retaining Walls. right, yeah. Two directors. Lindy and I, yes. Lindy's actually running the business. He's <laughs> <Lee's laughs> having fun doing podcasts. she <laughs> So today, uh, what we're uh, going to dive into is a bit about Adelaide Retaining Walls, Lee's experiences. I guess, um, the mentorship that he has to him in his business and his, I guess, how he sees that. We'll talk a little bit about work-life balance, and hopefully there's some tips and tricks in there for landscapers. And people in, I guess, retaining wall space uh, to take on board. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy it. So what I'd like to do at the start is get you to give us an introduction about your business, so Adelaide yep. Retaining Walls and I guess that three minute not like the elevator pitch, but the kind of
1: thing you might tell someone if you met them at a party. So what do you do? do? Yeah, well obviously Adelaide Retaining Walls is probably one of Adelaide's leading retaining wall companies. Lindy and I started a business, Hunts and Earthworks in 2004. We bought the name Adelaide Retaining Walls in two thousand and eight. So the guy that owned Adelaide Retaining Walls wasn't doing too well yep. the opportunity came up. So we decided it would be a good business decision to buy a name like Adelaide Retaining Walls and that's basically all we built or bought, sorry, was the name yep. and we the guy didn't have any trucks or machinery. He was just basically doing a wall here and there. Um, and yeah, we sort of bought it as that, and now we're obviously one of Adelaide's biggest retaining wall companies. From there, so you said Hudson, so that was yep, like Hunson, a Hudson. Yep, so it was Lindy Hunt Hybrid and yep. Lee Parsons. Yep, okay, cool. Uh, as you know, Lindy, you know, yep. the the joint venture together, being my wife for twenty six odd years, um, that was a name we come up with, and it was something that's still pretty passionate to us. We keep it in the background as one of our trusts, and yeah, oh that's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, so that
0: was. So 2008 is when Adelaide Retaining Walls became yours. Yes, yeah. And did they have any staff?
1: No, no. So it was just was one just guy working on his own. He had a casual labourer that would help him out. We actually used to drill a few jobs for him. So yep. we used our machinery to drill some of his holes for some of his projects. That's how I got to know Dave, who used to own it. And, and at um, the time, were yeah.
0: you just doing, you were doing earth moving? We were doing
1: earth moving, yeah. So basically when we started Hunts and Earthworks, we started that because my uncle was doing a contract with Borrel. He was doing some landscaping stuff where they were doing replacing footpaths with, yep. with pavers. Yep. Um, we did two jobs for him and then he gave away the contract. And oh, wow. yeah, yeah, so after the, having the business for about two weeks, we found we had no work. And, and you bought machines and- Bought a bobcats. machine and a truck, yeah. So wow. I bought a secondhand truck and a near and new machine and thought, what are we going to do with it? So we had to uh, look at what we we're going to be doing for the future. And so prior to that, were you working for someone? Yeah, so I used to work for Coates Higher. I worked for Coates Hire for, I think it was about 15 years. Yep, Worked up in the mines, um, which was an experience. Saved up a few dollars so that when we came back here, it was always my dream to have a business. Okay. To run a business and it was going to be something to do with earth moving. So how many- how big is that Adelaide Retailing was now from
0: a staff point of okay, view? Okay, so about
1: 18 staff at the moment. Yep. Um, and we do about six projects a week on average. Okay. And um,
0: ranging from different ranging
1: sizes? Ranging from probably 10,000. probably 10, is probably a smaller end up yep. to $300,000 projects. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the...
1: How I mean, how big do you go with walls? Do you have a limit? No, no, we don't. Um, yep. Pretty much we've done walls four and a half, five metres high. Yep. We've just tended one that's six metres high. And so they just have to be engineered? That's right, yeah. And we work closely with a company called Harriet Engineering. Yep. Andrew Lee there is fantastic. We yep. deal with him all the time. Yep. Um, we're at a stage now that we've been doing it so long, we basically know what Andrew's going to come back with his design. So we're very good at quoting to know what he's going to come back with so we don't have to do variations once we get the engineering. Because you're not getting anything new. No that's it's right it's a always suburb. exactly and it's a different, a different situation and site situations we always sort of start to get to know when we're dealing with rock or getting to deal with sand or loose soils and expansive soils that are in Adelaide as you know we've got some pretty bad soils here. Yep. So the experience as far as that sort of thing goes a long way. So do you guys do anything other than retaining
0: walls or it's just been the focus to stick with the that? The
1: focus is well, obviously we've sort of got our core market and that's retaining walls. We do a little bit of earthworks for clients that are building around. A retaining wall okay. and we do fencing for clients that are doing a retaining wall but we don't go and do a fence or we don't go and do a block cut or anything like that unless we're doing our core business and here. if someone said oh look while you're here can you do some paving or whatever we were we firm to a contractor it's yep. so someone who wants to deal just with us which we get quite a few clients that just want to deal with us and they're happy for us to negotiate and okay deal with their clients so uh, their, their manage the project for them. exactly so we project manager and make sure that everything's done to our standard and what's, so what's your role in the business now? I'm assuming at some point you were doing everything. Yeah, so I mean, that's probably something that um, it's, it's a pretty good story. And I'm assuming it's like most people in business. So yep. I started out on the tools. Yep. It was me and my cousin who was helping me a lot in the first, first early days. My dad came and helped me for a couple of years. So I was on the tools, doing the quotes, doing the machinery work, drilling the holes, putting the sleeves in, doing all of that sort of stuff. The, the biggest step, I suppose, was getting off the tools. So coming to a point where you say, look, I'm getting too much work, I need to get off the tools and start basically managing my business, yep. um, doing operations, doing sales and that type of thing. So that was a pretty big step was to get off the tools. So you don't do any no. work on site now. No, I deal with, with my clients, yep. but I don't do actually any of the physical work at all. I just don't have the time. And how long has that how has that been? That's probably been for the last ten years. I haven't been on the tools. So, oh, a so almost early in the days of Adelaide retaining walls. So pretty much since we bought Adelaide retaining walls, when we did, when we made that step, we bought another truck and machine. So we had two trucks and machines and that's when we started to build up our workforce. So having those two trucks and machines going all the time, pretty much needed someone out doing quotes and then organizing materials and job sites and stuff like that. And when you say a machine, I'm assuming you're talking an excavator of a certain size? Yeah, excavators and trucks, yeah. So what size excavator? So when we started the business, we started with an eight ton tipper that I bought from an auction. Yep. I paid like $25,000 for this truck. Within about three months of having it, it blew an engine. Oh, no. It cost me 15000 to fix that. Oh, God. Um, Just for some context, what would a truck like that cost if you had to buy it? Within, brand new. Brand new. 90 grand. Okay, so you're still yep. 50 better, yep. Yeah, 50 better, but having said that, that brand new engine lasted 12 months, and that blew up as well. And Jesus. the guy that built the engine went out of business. There's nothing you can do. No, unfortunately, it's a big learning curve, mate. I won't ever make that mistake again. So what did you learn from that? So what I learned was that trying to save a dollar to get started might have been okay it might have been a reasonable decision at the time but going forward i've never bought a second hand truck since then so you buy new trucks now every time and hold them for five years to ten depending on the size of the truck okay um so anything over a a 10 ton truck will hold for five to ten anything under depending on the kilometers that it's done in the time probably five to seven do you guys do a lot of k's Comparatively, because no, no. you just drive to site. It's all right? local stuff, yeah, and they're not driving back and forth all day, so they're basically taking machines to site, maybe doing a dump run here and there and bits and pieces like that, but it's not continual. Because you're only removing the soil that's going, That's required, If, if yeah. you've got, I guess, piers right. or whatever Yeah, exactly. Okay. So most of the time it might be a couple of loads from each job, something like that. Every now and then if the customer wants a backyard dug out that the builder hasn't done, well then we'll take that on and it might be 20, 30 loads. So how many hours a week would you say you're working now? <laughs> and it's a funny question I ask. It is, it because is. Because if you're awake a lot of times if you're
0: awake as a director you're yeah. working But
1: so I'd say at the office probably 50 plus yep. um, awake thinking about the business mate I'd hate to think it's so just if you're alive it's, it's a constant yeah um,
0: that, this is one of the questions that I was going to probably ask further in but it's probably more relevant sure. now I guess what does work-life balance look like for you
1: okay That's probably one of the hardest things for any business owner to manage. Um, I've got young kids like yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've got a a 7-year-old going on 8 and a 11-year-old going on 12. Um, Usually they're going on 20, aren't they? Yeah, my daughter (laughs) is going on on 16, (laughs) which I like to tell people quite often. Um, It's it's a very hard thing to manage. Um, And spending time with family, um, which to me is important. Mm -hmm. Um, So the work-life balance, there's probably things that I... I would like to do more of, I go to my kids' football. Yep. So they both play sport and they both play football. I go to every football game. Soccer and, and basketball, some of those games have been a bit earlier so it's been a little bit harder for me to get to. Yep. But because it's so important to me, it's something that you really have to make time for. So I, I don't think there's any reason why you can't work around it. Um, I, and I suppose being in the situation I am now, being like a managing director of a company, I've got that little bit of flexibility yeah. to be able to do that. You know.
0: So if there's a sports day or a an X, yep. Y, or Z. You can. I find that you can bounce.
1: You can, for and, while. And, and then also it comes to whether the kids want you to go to these things too. Sometimes you know, my kids are at that age where don't want dad there. Sometimes cool. another time. Yeah, exactly right.
0: So, um, I, th- I guess it's everyone has a different definition of work-life balance. That's why I was, I was intrigued to understand. Because I guess I don't think there's any right or wrong. No, that's right. right it, it's you. personal thing. I think. Yeah. Um, I guess. Are you still in a growth phase for the business? Or I think, are, we're, I are think you we're stabilizing. In a growth phase. So you're, what's is the is the goal to just keep growing forever?
1: Um, no, I've got a have got a size for Adelaide retaining walls yep. um, that I think that we're going to get to. Well, we're, we're going to get to it. Yep. Um, and I think we're probably about halfway there at the moment. Okay. Um, we we sort of over the first ten years of business we we consistently grew. Yep. In the last five years, we've probably sort of more stabilized and we've been working on processes and systems and and building up the foundations of the company to be able to grow to the next level that we need to get to. It's a very familiar story. You've
0: got that first five to 10 years of just rapid growth and just kind of trying to keep your head above water to Mm -hmm. breathe. And then you realize, holy shit, we have no policies, no procedures. And you have to work on those. I think we're probably at a similar stage. Um, Do you, um, I guess, did you find one of those... Times more desirable than the other. Obviously, for people listening that might have four staff, sure. Um, is I guess that should they be enjoying this time now? Is there a sweet about, spot? Because is that it's about to get about? shit. <laughs> and then on the other side, and I guess a, a, a second part to that question is: Would you have done anything differently during that growth period? That's probably a better question. Would you have done anything differently during that growth period to make sure that the policies and procedures were dealt with then rather than now, or you just couldn't?
1: You probably can't do a lot because you're still running your business. So like we said before, you're still at the point where you're, first you're on the tools, so it's very hard to build policies and procedures and, and get your head into that mindset when you're still doing jobs. Yep. Then when you transition into basically running a business and you're doing mainly sales all the time and stuff like that, so you're sort of, you're busy driving those sales, you're busy building the, the, the size of the business as far as revenue and turnover goes. Mm. So, I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, you get to stages in your business where you're forced to do things. So, I got forced to put on a sales manager because I was too busy running my business to do all the sales and meet customers' demands. So, I think you sort of get to points in your business where you're actually forced to grow. Yep. Um, and then you sort of, you might grow a little bit too quickly. And that's when you've got to slow down and come back and build those foundations to where you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that. that make sense. It makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we've been the same. You kind of, I guess when as a as a managing director, and I'm gonna, yep. uh, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't done any formal education in management. Have you done no. any?
1: Oh, I've done a couple of certificates in TAFE and stuff like that. Frontline same, management, the so same yeah. thing.
0: Yep, yep. And so you can Most of the management that we're learning is, is real in life. Business. Yeah. So you don't actually know the stuff you don't know. No. So it just comes up, and then yep. you might do a tender, and they'll go, "Have you got this?" And you're like, "What's that?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got
1: it in six days. Is that going to be good for you? And just <laughs> on that yeah yeah always saying yes that's like, been a way lindy and i always looked at our business as being bigger than what it was because we had that vision we knew where we were going to be so we always we didn't lie we didn't you know false truths or anything like that but yep. we always portrayed ourselves as being bigger than what we were because yep. that's what we saw ourselves as
0: yep so you took that mindset into the into say a meeting with a client yep and they i guess one it's it's not fake it till you make it because i don't like that no neither do but i but it's like um i guess yeah the say just saying yes is probably the best way of putting it because
1: yeah. Can and making this? a commitment. Yep. Yep, yeah, if that. you make a commitment to a client, you're very much like me, customer focused. Mm. We make a commitment, we're going to make sure that we deliver on that commitment. Yep. So if we make a commitment, we're going to do everything we can to find out how we're going to do it, and we make it happen. So, so if so. that costs you time or money, yep. you'd still do it. But that's again, that's building a foundation, isn't it? Because we're making a learning experience from that. Yep. So when we make a commitment to a co- client, like you say, it might cost us a lot of time and, and, and money too sometimes, yep. but we're going to learn from that, aren't we? And then you're not going to do it again. That's uh, right. Or, or we're going to do it differently, or we're going to have the systems in place to next time be able to better manage it
0: do you say no to anything yes Yep.
1: yeah and I think that's probably something that over the past five years I've learned more that there are times when you have to say no and you have to walk away Um, we we want to we want to be one of the best service-based industries in the world so when a client asks you to drop your price to match someone else you just can't do it you can't supply the service that we people like you and I need to supply to our clients Mm -hmm. and our clients expect at that price because you're going to be forcing guys to work quicker, faster, you're going to be trying to cut corners to, to, you know, break even on a project. It's just not worth doing it. What is something that your clients don't know that you'd like them to know before they meet
0: with you? Like, uh, examples I can think of is different grades of steel or, yep. um, I don't know, different depths of boring. Like, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so what, like, what's something that comes up that you'd
1: love to just go – I wish everyone knew. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, look. There's there's a lot of things in retaining walls, and, and and it's probably similar to what you guys do. There's so many different products out there. Um, the quality of materials is is a huge thing. We only use Outback Sleepers, who are probably one of Australia's best sleeper manufacturers by far. Yep. Their quality assurance, their engineering that they work to is just phenomenal. And the, and the people that run the business think very similar to we do. They want to supply a great product, and they want to be a really good customer service focused industry. Um, so getting that product and and Passing it on to our customers comes at a cost because it's not the cheapest. Yep. Um, steel, like you brought up, um, we only use galvanized steel. Yep. And that's because of the maintenance factor over the years of a retaining wall. I mean, yep. a minimum life should be 15 years in a retaining wall. So, so that's the minimum. Minimum, yeah. exactly right. I mean, there's retaining walls that have been around for 100 years. Yep. I mean, the new system that's most common is obviously the, the steel beams and, and concrete sleepers. Yep. Those those systems should be around for at least 50 years. You mm. know, um, I suppose we're limited in South Australia with some of the soil types that we have to deal with. Um, and, you know, the, the life of a house these days is probably only 25 years. You well, that's know. What they're not, yeah, they're guaranteeing <laughs> yeah, different times, aren't exactly they? Exactly right. So, um, I, I suppose using galvanized steel reduces any maintenance that the clients have to do. Yep. Um, putting proper drainage behind the walls to make sure that there's not excess pressures from the clay soils that we mentioned earlier in Adelaide are, are quite severe. Mm-hmm. They have um, a big tendency to swell, and some of that swelling is, is quite dramatic. So, reducing pressure behind the walls through drainage systems is a, is a big, uh, big system as well. Yeah. The.
0: You mentioned concrete sleeper retaining walls. Sure. What percentage of your business would be concrete sleeper retaining walls? Uh, 80%. Yep. 80% and what, easily. And dry stack stone and gabions? Or uh, where do we, you go we, outside we do,
1: that? We do bluestone and a bit of moss rock. But mainly bluestone, we're doing quite a bit of that sort of stuff at the moment for Because clients. it's popular? It is popular. Yep. It's um, moss rocks. We'd be lucky to do one of them a year nowadays. Um, and there getting, was a period
0: when moss rocks were everywhere. the world.
1: Yeah, you look at Golden Grove, yeah. you know, places where yeah. we grew up. Yeah, yeah. Moss so rocks Like were
0: 95 everywhere. to... Two thousand and five, or even earlier, even earlier yeah, yeah,
1: probably yeah, nineties to two thousand. After two thousand, they probably started phasing them out a little bit. Maybe yep. early two thousands, they used a bit. Yep. Um, Supply is getting a little bit hard on those. Now, you know, they were out going out ton kilo, and now they're going out a bit further around those sorts of areas. So the costs getting higher to bring the stone it in. It is, and the quality of the stone's not there. People yep. are starting to realise that the moss rock looks great when you first put it in, but if it's not facing the right aspects the moss is no longer there and you've basically got big boulders. I guess
0: it's like taking a plant from Queensland
1: and trying to grow it exactly in Adelaide. Right. It's, it's exactly the same thing and people yep. talk about putting yogurt on the rocks and things like that. It's just no. not going to happen. So yeah, moss rocks are probably sort of slowly dying out and the, and the bluestone walls are, are really, you can, if you get them right, they look really good. Bluestone as in sawn cut, um, they're or not like, sawn cut, they're, they're actually, rough cut out of the yep. quarry, but... Um, so similar to a bluestone wall? It is, yeah. So the the older bluestone stonemason walls are quite Sorry, expensive. Yeah, yeah, so they get quite expensive because there's a lot of hand labour and a lot of fiddly work that goes into them. Yep. But the rough stack bluestone, which is basically like a like what a moss rock wall used to be, yep. but now they're basically doing it in bluestone because it's a nice and neater format. Squarer looking rock, they do sort of interlock a lot better and they look a lot nicer.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I guess once you get to this point now where you're double the size that you are now, I guess how, how many more years do you think you'll need to, to double what you're doing? Oh, I think probably five years. Yep. So we- 2025, 2024, yep. four or five financial yep. year. What is your day-to-day look like then? What are you hoping for?
1: Um, I'm hoping to have... Some help managing my business. Yep, I'm hoping to have someone that's basically running my day to day part of my business, and I'm there to look at vision and growth in other opportunities. So, you, as in other opportunities that might be in building or, or no, in, construction, in, in, or still in still in, in, still in, in retaining walls. Yep. Yeah, but I think there's the, I think that retaining walls have basically had a few basic core products for, for that we can remember in our yeah. lifetime. And I think there's opportunity to look at different products in the future. Okay, um, and, and st- if- stuff that may not have been invented yet. Exactly right. Okay, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of room for different products over you know. Do you have years. some ideas in your head now? I do, of course. And, <laughs> those, and those
0: ideas, I guess you need five years before you can be free to
1: spend the time on them. Um, I'm trying to work on it at the moment, but that's exactly. It <laughs> that right. doesn't but surprise the, me, knowing the, your personality. The, yeah, <laughs> the time is the time's always a hard thing, and because we're so focused on what we want to do at the moment and we're so fussy about how our businesses run, how employees treat, start, uh, treat um, customers, yep. how our customers perceive us. Yep. So we spend a lot of time working in that zone. Yep. Vision and working on future stuff is, you know, we, we tend to put on the back burner a little bit. Which is fair. It is fair. Because there's no point getting to the future with no staff. No, and again, it comes <laughs> back to foundations too. So making sure that what we're doing at the moment works well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you've mentioned a bit about, I guess, things that I believe a lot
0: in around values. And I guess earlier you mentioned about having values with Outback Sleepers. Yes. Um, Is that something that comes from, I guess, that you've learned through mentorship or coaching or reading or podcasts or just general like
1: Um, osmosis? I'm actually glad you brought it up. Mentorship is a huge part of growing a business. Okay. Um, I probably can't put enough emphasis on having the right people around you. Mm -hmm. Um, mindset coaching, as you know, I do a lot of yeah, yeah. work with Michael yep. um, from Mojo Master. He's been fantastic with us over the past four years or more
0: around building mindset, your mindset. So, mindset. so you and Lindy, yeah, my, yep.
1: mine and Lindy, getting our mindset right, understanding what's what happens throughout your throughout your life and what challenges are thrown up and why things are happening and how to deal with those things. Yep. I think I think everyone should should look into that sort of side of things, especially yep. as a business owner. Yep. Um, life's not easy, no. but you have to understand that it's never going to be easy. Yep. And you have to understand that there's always certain things that happen throughout your life for a reason, and, and you got to look at why those things are happening and what it's telling you to do about your life. So, how long have you been working with Michael? Uh, I would say at least four years working with Michael. Yeah. And were you,
0: were the changes that you noticed? Were they happen? Did they kind of happen? As a large amount at the start, and then they kind of smooth out. Or did did it take you time to learn? It took, techniques it took me time
1: trips? to it took me time to understand it, and then learn those those techniques over time. So yep. we've done quite a few of his, of his events, yep. and each event we learn new stuff, and we and we and we talk about stuff that we've learned in the past, and it just keeps refreshing those those thoughts. Yep and to me it helps me manage my feelings Feeling sounds fluffy no, no, yeah. yeah but you know what i mean about feelings as as far as you know you get guilt sometimes yep. you get anxiety yep. you get you know frustrations all of those sorts of things are happening for a reason to try and put you back on your path
0: and yeah, yeah. I, I get it i think this is a conversation that's not being had enough especially um, yes, i guess I'm in totally a very right. manly industry exactly right um, yeah and that I guess for me, for me, I'm, I'm starting to explore more around, um, I guess, my own mental health. It's, I've always yeah. been quite like, I've got this covered. Yep. But the deeper you go, and then obviously you get more staff, you've got more turnover, you've got more yep. responsibility, there's more pressure from the government mm-hmm. to comply with certain yes. things. I guess we create our own pressure around goals. Yeah. You know, you've yeah, set a yeah. goal that's this lofty. Yep. Then your children are starting to go, well, hang on what about us yep and then your wife's like don't forget you've got a wife yep and then you've, and then, you've, then not to mention your friends are like hey yeah we haven't are seen, we seen you still for a while? While. <laughs> yeah exactly
1: right. you know i've sent you a few messages haven't replied yeah. and and that comes back to the balance as well but then obviously we're very goal driven people and we're very focused on what we want um i guess what do you want out of life you know because some people are happy yeah of course to stay where they need to so they, they might not need and to there's, and there's nothing wrong with that that's good. That's, that's that's the. As long as they're happy, that's their thing. Yeah. But for a person like myself, I'm happy doing what I do, and that's why I love
0: it. You know, I mean, trying to articulate it recently, it's kind of like I think you you would be similar. Correct me if I'm wrong. That yeah. you you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's holding you back now is around your own personal mental, your own mindset, which yes. you just talked about. Yep. Because it's those nights where you're like, you know what, maybe it's a, the goal's too big or. Or those mornings where you're just like, you know, I just don't really think I want to do this anymore. Yep. Or I don't, I, you lack that direction. Yes. yeah. I think it's good to have that, um, um, that coach role or mentor role there. Um, I've been sceptical about paid coaching on and off. Yes. Sometimes I come into it, sometimes sure. I come out of yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and that's probably a really good thing that you've brought up about about shutting out money for it. Yeah. Um, for me, when I looked at some of the figures of, of, of working with people like Michael and stuff, and you think, well, it's a lot of money. Yep. Um, it's the best money I've ever spent. Yeah. I guarantee. Well, you're you know, spending it on yourself. Yeah, I'm mean? not just saying that Michael in particular, but you know, that sort of avenue yep. for me is just, the best money I've ever spent. Are you? What's your learning style?
0: Can you can you sit in a classroom for more than two
1: minutes? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, I know you pretty well. No. That's why I ask. Um, no, but these events aren't aren't around that sort of thing. No. You, you're learning so much, and, and, and it's not just about sit and listen to what I've got to say. You're working on yourself the whole time.
0: I think as well as someone like Michael, and I've got other examples of people that I yeah. work with as well who understand human behavior and, I guess, yep. learning styles. Mm-hmm he'll be co- conscious of the fact that you don't want to sit still and yep. and you need to be doing stuff. Sure. And so he'll make sure he covers your learning style yes. and then their learning style. And there's probably people in the classroom that are quite quiet and reclusive. Yep. And he understands
1: their learning style. And if you kind of cover all those learning styles, yep. then the whole room Which is another, and a whole another thing about personalities, different personalities too, getting to know how different people you know like to communicate with each other so was
0: that a gap for you at the start what like the understanding different human behaviors and you know why can't this guy just get it the way i get it yeah
1: and to be honest it's only something that i'm recently getting to understand even more it's something that i've been really interested in it's something that we're working on in adelaide retaining walls at the moment is culture and personalities is a really big part of that yep um you know i'm the my type of personality is i want to do things now i want it done this way and i'm very decision orientated and and want things done straight away whereas other people might to have things mulled over, they like to think about things for a while, they need to be very clear on every step of the process. Have you Whereas, done a disc analysis before on your personality uh, Yeah, size? I've done colour analysis and stuff like, like that, the,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'd say yeah. you and I have very similar... Yeah. We're probably not exactly the same, but we're no. probably both DI-like... Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, can't understand why people can't just understand yeah yeah exactly so that's that getting back to working with staff and working with clients you need to understand their personalities to a certain extent to be able to communicate well with them
0: very true especially when you've got as much energy as you do it's probably going to be clients where they're just going to be like
1: whoa whoa, yeah i've had a couple of clients that that you know i've said to other staff you know he speaks so quickly and you know he rushes through things and it's something that now i'm really trying to get my head around is is slowing myself down it's tough as well because you can't not be
0: you yeah, and you get a lot of this external input, and yep. I get it a lot, especially that. now that we're doing so much <laughs> yeah. of this. Um, it's that's this. Um, you might be wondering why I've got to wrap a rubber band around my hand. <laughs> it's designed designed to remind me to let the guests talk. Um oh, it's, wow. it's a new trick that I've been that I, it's today I've started it. Sure, that's um, good because you're not a problem for me because you've got enough, I guess, talking ability. Yeah, but sometimes I'll take over a podcast. Yeah, and then it's, and then the feedback I'm getting is like you shouldn't do that. It's hard because it's still me yes. and you'd be the same. Like, well, I talk fast because it's me. Yeah. And what got you here is
1: you. Yeah. So why change? But then I think it's still important to take on that. It that is. Feedback. Yeah, you have to see it from both perspectives. Like when we're communicating with other people, we have to understand how they like to be communicated with. But then on the same token, they need to understand how we need it to be communicated with. So when staff come to me, I've got an expectation on how I want to be communicated with and that's how I'd like for them to, to discuss things with me. Yep. But when I want to discuss things with them, I need to understand how they need to be communicated with. So I've got to take that into account and I can't just expect everyone to change to me. No, That's not the way things are. No. Yep. So your work with Mojo, is that the only kind of personal education that you do? Uh, as far as mindset, yes. Yep. But we also have some directors that come in and help us out with the business. Okay. So we've got two accountants. Um, one of them, Dan from Pro-AMS, he basically does all of our book work for us. So
0: they're dire- directors as in non-executive? No, no they're- they're
1: nothing to do with the company, yep. but they come in as, as an advisory role to yep. the business. Um, um, to so kind to of
0: like accounting coaching.
1: Yes, well, sort of. So Dan from Chromas runs all of our accounts for the business. So he does all of our the software back end stuff and things like that. Runs our management system, yep. uh, CRM, and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> um, we meet once a month with Dan and Philip Arnfield, who used to be our accountant. He's no longer doing accounting stuff, but they come in once a month and it's about accountability. So those two will come in at the same yep. time and so meet with you and Lindy. Me and Lindy. So the four and of us. Management. Down. No, so just no, you guys just at the, the moment. Four of us. Yep. Talk about
0: personal and business, or just business. Um, money business, money yep. business. Yep. So you told us last month you were going to do
1: this. Yes. Why didn't you do it? Yep. Congratulations, you did it. Yep. Let's celebrate that small yep. win, that kind of thing. Exactly right. And we don't talk about excuses. There aren't excuses. There are, you yeah. know, there's always things that come up, but it's how we deal with those things, you know, and and obviously making sure that we're on the right track. You know, we've got vision and goals of where we want to be, yep. and it's not always about money. It's about what we want to be doing with our customers what sort of feedback we want from our clients what sort of things we want our guys to be doing how yep. we want our company presented vehicles machinery uniforms yep. all of that sort of stuff so it's not just about financial things Yep, it's always about the whole business yeah that yeah that Yep. Yeah, the, the picture, the, the vision that we have in our heads, isn't it? You Is that know?
0: something that they've put together or you guys work together no, and came up with it? it's something
1: that we work together on. Obviously, we set budgets for financial side of things, but we also look at where we're growing the business and how we're fixing what we talked about, like the foundation. So talking about our policies and procedures, how we're we going, we talked about we're going to set this system up, how we're we going with setting that system up, where are we at with that?
0: How nimble do your budgets need to be? Do you set it at the start of the financial
1: year and don't touch April. it?
0: So you're so you right now, so you're yep. writing your budgets yes. for next yes, for next are. financial year? Yep. yep, And then
1: you have a deadline, I'm assuming, that you guys put together with them? Uh, yes, yeah. Yep. So we work quite closely. We actually set the budgets together. Yep. <clears throat> so we look at this year's financials. Yep. We look at where we've had downturns and stuff in the year, and we work out if we can fix those things or if they're very weather-based. If it's just seasonal or yeah, weather. Yeah, for sure.
0: Obviously, weather and seasonal are two separate things, yep. and I understand that as well as yeah, anyone else. Yeah, yep. We've started to get a consistent percentage split across our twelve months. Yes. So I can look at it and be like, October's eleven, November's eleven or twelve, yep. December's eight. So what what does it work out to? Twelve. What's the percentage? <laughs> he's looking at you? He's got his phone <laughs> in his hand. I think if you divide a year evenly, so yep. like into percentages, so how what's a what what's eight twelve five. in? Yeah, so it's like eight point six yeah, or eight point seven percent. You generally, and I'm just curious to see yep. how yours sits. Does yours kind of go eights, 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 eight, nines, nine, seven, nine, or does yes, like it spike does. out to 10 and 12? No,
1: it doesn't quite spike that yep. much. So it you've got a pretty level. Yes, yeah. It basically goes on days in the month too. So Like this month, so yes. shit. Yes, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> April suck. Okay, <laughs> April suck. Cancel public holidays. <laughs> so Yeah, so yes. Um, but then obviously Christmas and things like that, people don't like That's spending. That's why December and January. Yep. Yes, yeah. exactly. That, that, those two months... And the, the short April, maybe sometimes February, yep. but February, we seem to be so busy that it counteracts the short month. Um,
0: what do you think that is?
1: Um, people like coming back from holidays. What we find in our business is after Christmas, people have been out socializing, they go to other people's houses, they say, Oh, well, your yard's looking fantastic. Yep. Perhaps it's something we could do in our house, you know, yep. we've got this backyard when they built the house they just left it a sloping block. Yep. Why don't we get someone in to cut our backyard out, put some nice retaining walls in, pave it all, and we can put an fresco out here. We can really make something of our yard to entertain because yep. people are in that entertaining mindset over Christmas, and I think they come back thinking, you know what, it's about time we did something at our place. Do you have partnerships with builders, developers, landscapers, patio builders that, where um, you just build their walls for them? We don't have official partnerships, but we align ourselves with builders who have got the same values. So they'll
0: say, the wall's getting done,
1: Adelaide Retaining Walls build our walls. Well, they'll say we recommend Adelaide Retaining Walls. And it's up to the client then. Because of value alignment again.
0: And obviously if that client's chosen that builder because their values are in line with the builder, then yep. it's just a natural progression. Yeah, exactly.
1: I met with a client this morning who's building with Metricon and a fantastic builder by the way, uh, built with them myself. And the client said to me, Lee, I'm very happy that Metricon have referred you yep. and another contractor because our values are very similar and your values align with Metricon and that's exactly what we want
0: do you have your values written or is it more just a feel that people are getting? Um,
1: it's a feel that people are getting. Yep. I mean, we, we do have our values and stuff like that, but it, it's something that I sort of, I, I keep not so much myself, but it's something that I feel personally and, and Lindy and I sort yep. of discuss it quite regularly. But I think it's just that feel that people get. Yeah, people I understand. understand. You know,
0: the reason I ask, when we when we put ours on paper and made them public, yep. it empowered my team yes. a lot. Mm-hmm. So when they know that this is a certain value, if a customer's coming in here and displaying values that aren't in line with ours, yep. they feel confident enough to come up and go, hey, this is not in line with number seven, number yes. six, whatever. yep. What, are we all right to just tell this customer that maybe they're not the right fit. person for us? I found that quite beneficial. That's why I was curious. I know yeah. that that can be quite personal.
1: It, it can be. And, and it's probably something that, again, it comes back to just getting comfortable with that. you know, and, and that's something that will come over time. We're starting to talk more and more about culture with our company yep. and values, how those values align with that culture and what's acceptable and what's not. So I suppose once you get your, your staff on board with it, yep. like where you're at, then it's something that you can really start to spread to your clients as well. Are you a person that,
0: enjoys well that openly talks about
1: feelings or has that been something that you've had to work on it's something that i've had to work on yep. obviously i was you know the rough boy as a kid and all that sort of side of things and yep. you know feelings weren't something that was openly discussed at home with family yep. and, and things um lindy and i have always had a great relationship where we're very open and talk about feelings yep now it's something that i'm i'm, I'm really starting to talk a lot more about with staff yep. about um how people you know might feel about certain conversations yep. And again, with culture, that has to be brought to the brought to the table. People have to understand how everyone else is feeling about certain discussions. If you're going to build a good culture, you have to be able to talk openly about your feelings. True. Yeah. And I don't think that's. I I, I get really upset if people think that that's unmanly or anything like that. It's. Um, I think that's dying off now. I don't yeah.
0: think that's. I mean, it might be because I'm not. I'm in a bubble now where we've been so clear about what the people that we are. We're yeah. not. We're not associating with people that. Think it's not manly. Yeah, it might still be happening, and I'm just unaware unaware of it because I'm so closed off to it. Yeah. Um. So Lindy and you both work actively in the business. Yes. Obviously, you've still got a a home and kids to to (laughs) wrangle. Yeah. What does that look like at the moment? Like, uh, do you work well together? Do you
1: bang heads all the time? No. (laughs) Um. Again, Lindy does some mindset stuff with me as well, which is the one of the best decisions we ever made that we we go on that journey together so we understand what's required so obviously uh, and and the personality thing again we've got very different personalities Uh, apparently our personalities are not supposed to mesh together at all (laughs) Um, but when they do it's magic and that's what we've got so I'm very very fortunate that she understands that the way I make decisions is Bang, I'll make a decision, and I'll stick with it, and then I'll yeah. work out how the little things are going to fall into place. Yep. She's detail-orientated, so she helps with all the detail Perfect. for me. which Perfect it, yeah, for a business. But that's not supposed to happen, apparently, but it does. It works fantastically. It's
0: prob- she's probably the kind of person that you would be recommended to hire as an assistant. Yeah. if Yes, if, you, if she if wasn't already my wife. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. because you yeah. need those gaps. For but
1: that's not to undermine what, what she brings to the table as well, because obviously she's she's there's been times where I start getting a bit out there and yep. a bit too ahead of myself and yep. she'll pull me straight back in the line
0: yeah I'd say being married to you would be a challenge <laughs> Yeah, first and, and of I other. openly admit being yeah. married to me being married to me is a challenge so I'm not saying yeah. that as a as we're a just thing. that
1: type of people and and it's not a bad thing it's not a good thing it, it, it is, is what thing. it is yeah yeah that's right yeah it is a thing
0: um the if we were if we were to go back to, and talk to I guess some of your school friends well I guess they were in the time that you were in the later years of high school. If, yep. I don't know how far you got, but say not that, very far, I, mate. I did <laughs> I
1: completed year eleven. Oh, so that's did as I. far as I got. that's yeah. Mate, that's
0: year eleven's good. Year eleven pretty much covers most of the things we need to do. Yeah, yeah well we got through it. <laughs> it's working out. <laughs> yeah, me. that's right. right,
1: yeah, exactly right.
0: What would your school friends I guess how would they describe you back then?
1: Um they yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't think I'd be where I am today. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they they, would not expect me to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So we, if you were voted most likely to do something back then... Most what would likely you to be? fail. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say so. Yep. Yeah, I was just... A, I didn't... School didn't sit well with me. Yep. I was just one of those people in school. It was... I saw it as... It was a very strict curriculum. There was no room for scope outside. of it. when I found something I liked in school, I loved it and I did really well at it. Yep. But there wasn't too much in the curriculum that that interests me I mean when I look back now I wish I had have been more interested I like geography now I yep. like history yep. two things at school that I said I hated um, I don't know it's, it's just- interesting <laughs> now I'm starting to understand
0: a bit more about NLP and yes. obviously that's a story that you told yourself at school yeah. for whatever reason Yep. and I'm funny if you'd known about your coaching what you understood yeah. now you probably would have been able to sit there and go well here's no it's not something it's not this isn't the story like yeah.
1: history is something that I do enjoy I yeah. just don't necessarily enjoy the way it's being taught here or whatever and, and that's probably a good point the way i was being taught yeah you know that mundane duh, 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 read this book i'm not a book reader oh i'm the same and that's yeah. why
0: i, I did I, I asked you if you have i guess podcasts or books knowing kind of, i guess not assuming but guessing that the reason why coaching works so well with you is because your learning styles like mine where if someone tells you something and yeah. you can engage with them yep.
1: then it's fine but when and reaffirm it's... that story and and put it into context yeah so no reading at all no, pretty much none. No, um, just home loan contracts, if that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even then, I'll get Lindy just check that <laughs> over She's for me. that. Yeah. I read the first sentence yeah, and I kind of got lost. Is anything bad in there, and yeah. I need to sort of yeah. cross it out Let's get the lawyer look at yeah. it? Yeah, you've got to find yeah. someone because I don't know. It's just I think not being so detailed and having vision. Is, is, is my job. Having vision and being very clear on those visions yep. is what I'm Well, you I'm can't about. change that,
0: it's you. Exactly. I mean, you probably could with some heavy electric shock
1: treatment, <laughs> and such, but yeah, do you want to change? Or sedating like, you or something? No, yeah, no, no. no, and that's one of the things that we learn in mindset is, you know, you're there for a reason and you, and you, and you think certain ways for a reason, so yep. that's what you are, why fight it? Yeah. Do it works you, for us.
0: Um, your staff, you mentioned earlier that you've had them, had a lot of, I guess, long-
1: Long-term tenure. staff?
0: Yeah um what do you attribute that to obviously culture is something that you're only talking about yeah it's it's a is recent thing um or were you doing that anyway you just didn't know what it was called yeah
1: i think we were sort of doing that anyway and, and we used to do things a little bit differently. It was a bit more casual we had a lot more barbecues and drinking at work after work and yep. stuff like that now we sort of you know you get to a stage where you can't do that stuff anymore there's yep. rules and regulations around it which is a bit not sad, but it's, It sucks it, for the guys that we're used it, to it. It does, and, and and that and that sort of upsets me a little bit. And then I suppose you look at now, we should do more stuff, and it's something we've been talking about. Should we do more stuff outside of work? Should we go and do go-karting? Should yep. we go and do, play golf? Should we do X, Y, Z? And then I start to think, well, I don't want people to feel that they have to do it. Yep. I don't want people to think that, okay, we're organising a go-kart day, everyone feels that they have to spend their Saturday with people that they work with. Yeah. So I'm at the stage now where I'm thinking you know, how do I pitch to the guys so that no one feels guilty if they don't want to come? Have you asked them? Um, we did recently, and everyone said, yeah, yeah, no, we just want to come. That yeah. sounds great. Okay. And which, you know, which I think is great, but I still, I don't know why. I just have that feeling that I don't want anyone to feel guilty or I feel get it.
0: pressured. It's, that's why I asked, have you asked them? Because I, I yeah. guess I have the same thing where I'm like, oh, they're not going to want to hang out with us yeah. on a weekend. Yep. Like, I'd happily facilitate something sure. and, and pay Me for too. it. Sure, too, yeah. But exactly then right. if, if one, and it's hard, especially you said you've got 18, yeah, there's going to be four that can't go yep. because they've got custody of their child that weekend yeah. or, or they've they've, an they've, an mentor, they're going or on they've a holiday or yet. there's a wedding or there's a whatever. Yep. So exactly right. I guess you can't be everything to all people and you kind of just put it out there. yeah. The other option, I guess, is to have social clubs. I, we don't have one, and I've not ever, I've never worked for a business that has one, so I don't really understand how it works. But. No, I
1: did years ago. When I was at Coach, they had social clubs, but I don't think that it really worked that well, nice. and it wasn't something that they managed. Someone I spoke to recently, I can't think about it now, so this is really
0: a useless story, but they had a really <laughs> awesome social club. They had so much money in the bank, and they were doing quarterly events. And Okay. I think it really takes someone to champion it. It does, and yeah. What's your... Ratio of male to women is. It, I'm assuming it's all men. We've got Lindy and Jane. Yeah. <laughs> so so my wife two. and Jane, the, our lovely receptionist, so who we've does got an amazing one. job. Yeah. So Jamie and the rest. Then there's twelve guys. Yeah. So, so that's um,
1: a that's a big dynamic to work with too. Just it's a challenging that. dynamic. You have to it have is. the right
0: woman or women. Yep. Um, to be able to handle such a, I
1: guess a strong, or a different environment. Yeah. So um, and men having such strong personalities and women can have too, obviously. Mm but obviously understanding people's personalities whether when a male or female yeah. again comes into it yep. you know yeah yeah and that's not a sexist standpoint that's no just no not at all definitely not biology that there exactly, is there yeah, is differences yeah. in humans and, you know there can be women that are, are very much like us very yep. driven very yep. you know sort of visionary Take people them prisoners. yes yep. exactly so yeah
0: the um you mentioned a little bit earlier that um, when you're working with your the accounting people you talk about yes. your software and your CRM um, CRM is something that is customer relationship management for people yes. that don't understand the acronym. It's not something I hear from a landscape company and I put you in that category. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're doing yeah, well, we are basically, I yeah. don't hear that. People don't talk about CRM. And I'm, sh- I'm assuming some of the big boys in town are tracking their tenders. For sure, they must. But yeah. what got you to, to be looking at CRM? Why, why is that something that someone's- you, you, It's an important part of it. Have always done it?
1: It's, well, no. Of course not. Um, yeah. It's again. It's one of those things coming back to foundations. Like you know, people would say, "Well, what percentage of your businesses with this or with that, or what's your demographic, or whatever?" These sort of questions come up, and you think, "I don't know." Yeah. So how do we go about finding out these things? Well, we run. So,
0: so that that question might have come from, "What's your win loss ratio from from customers?" Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Like, oh. yep.
1: And and who are the customers that, that, that buy Adelaide labour retainers products? So what is the CRM? So what are you tracking inside that?
0: Um, We track lots of things yep so it's it's pretty deep it's not it's like win or loss and you know no 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 no
1: no. and look i don't want to talk a little bit about it yeah Yeah, it is but it it, you've got got to track a lot of detail and the more detail the better the more you'll get out of it the more you can understand how your business works and how your clients buy from your company is very important yep yeah do you use zero as your accounting yes we do i think zero um everyone used to use my quickbooks zero now because of the add-ons the add-ons to Zero, and you know, you'd be using a lot of add-ons with it. So we don't use Zero, but I understand Zero okay. because yes. the platform we use is a cloud-based Zero on well. steroids. Well, so yeah.
0: it's cloud-based and open-source, so yes, we can so, yeah. we can do the add-ons. We can write our own add-ons. Oh, wow. And bolt them in. Cool. So, but because uh, we're inventory-based, it's different. You yes, know, I'm not we sure. don't use much Do you stock track at your all? inventory?
1: We don't have much stock. No, at all. It's we just uh, basically a, a job in and job out. Yes. Yeah, so the only stock we hold on hand is stuff like. Ag pot for drainage yep. and it, um, steel. We, we buy in a lot of steel and, yep. we, and we cut our own steel and, and, and sort of sell that out to each job. And because you're like at that. a point. So then that's where the, the inventory gets managed. So you yes. need to be able to say Bulk lot of steels being
0: cut down to six yep. meters, six meters, six and that metres.
1: so that that portion of that still gets allocated to yeah. that one job number. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can track your jobs down. You can track track your profitability of each. Yeah. Job. We every single job comes down to every single hour that has been sold or worked out on that yep. job. So every time an employee puts down an hour of time on their timesheet, yep. it gets allocated to a job. Yep. And every bit of material, whether it comes direct from a supplier or whether it comes out of our workshop, gets tracked to that job. Wow, that's good. That's powerful too. You yeah. need to know these yeah. numbers, mate, because you need to know where you're making money, and where you're. Oh, not I, I completely
0: money. agree. I, I just find refreshing that you you're talking about it because there's so many guys that are I mean they're kind of and not so many it's probably getting better now with the the, I guess introduction (laughs) of software that Run it like a deli where they just buy all the lollies for a year, yep. and sell them for a year, and at the end of the year they've got this much money in the bank and they've they got that's no idea where it comes from. Yeah, <laughs> you but they don't—they
1: you know. don't understand where the revenue. Well, you understand where revenue is coming from, but where's your profit coming from? That's right. You know how are you keeping these staff employed? How are you making sure that you meet your commitments with ATO, yep. finance companies, whoever it might be? You've got the commitments that you've got to meet. You need to understand where this revenue cash flow is obviously king with yep. what we do. Um, you need to understand where that money's going to come from. I don't think cash flow is queen anywhere; it's king everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think. Yes, yeah.
0: um, you know, I can't think of... I mean, obviously, you're, and you'd been similar to us, yep. that you kind of do,
1: do some work and get paid for it later. Yes. Or you do some work and not get paid for it later yep. and have to chase it. So, yes. um I guess... But it's it's knowing... It's knowing where... When I say cash flow, it's not so much the money in the bank, it's knowing where the money's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. when, I, so when I talk about cash flow, it's not actually physically in your hand or sitting in the bank, it's talking about... The movement of money. movement of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably... No, sorry, yeah, cash flow is probably a bad terminology for it. No, I no, think. yeah,
0: yeah, no, I get it. Uh, the, um... We talked about that. So, if you were to go back to, I guess, the time where you, um where you took over adelaide retaining walls mm-hmm. what advice would you give yourself if any to ch- to do anything differently or are you happy with would you change anything no so there'd be no tips that you go you know what don't do that deal with that guy or don't like some stuff
1: you just have to have i think you i think you need to learn lessons along the way and i think if someone told you don't do this you'd do it anyway You probably would, <laughs> wouldn't you really you would i would i would too i'd be like I'm definitely doing it now. If yeah, you said not to, <laughs> exactly right. So, so there was things that I did. There was projects that I took on that I wouldn't now. I wouldn't do. Yeah. But if someone had told me not to do it, I would have fucking done it. I would have. <laughs> yep. You know that. Yep. So, so it happens for a reason. So I look at those things now and go, you know what? That that project it might have cost me tens of thousands of dollars. And I look and get there. You know, and at the time I thought, what have I, what have yeah. I gone and done? What have I done here? But now I look at it and go, you know what? That was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because now that'll never happen again. So it yeah. might have cost me, say, $10,000 back then, yeah. but it saved me hundreds of thousands now. Yeah,
0: it's that kind of... Um, I'm going to come up with a cool term for it, but it's like the <laughs> the, 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 master, the MBA that you do without yes, doing the MBA. the school of hard knocks. You spend that 100, 150 on yep. lessons over 10 years, yeah. and you've basically paid for your MBA.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it comes down to. And I mean, in an MBA, is that really, at the end of the day, is that... How does that align with our day-to-day? Well, I don't think
0: there's enough pain in it. No. Like the pain, the the pain comes that you're your dealing mistakes. with is, yeah, you're learning with holy, like we have to pay for this now. Yeah. I have to go home and explain why we're not going on a holiday or whatever. Yeah, yeah, be.
1: that's right. Tell the kids that they're not getting the iPod for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> because of,
0: of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, is there, I guess, a quote or mantra that, that you come back to or that you con- that you use in your team,
1: um, I, I guess, you know what I mean? Um. Probably one of the things that I'm bringing in as far as culture goes at the moment is is I want my guys to think for themselves a lot. Yep. So I want my guys to come to me with solutions. So that's something that we're talking about quite often. Yep. So when my guys come to me and say, here's the problem, what should I do? Yep. I say, mate, I want you to come back to me with three three suggestions. Yep. Come back to me with some suggestions and tell me which one you think yep. and I'm gonna say yes or no. Because yep. I think that you've gotta empower your staff to be able to make decisions. Agreed. So for me, it's getting the guys thinking along those lines yep. and understanding that they've got the power too to make decisions. They don't just need me to make their decisions. They've got a job to do. So one, they've got a responsibility to make some decisions in the business, and two, I trust them enough to do that. Yep. I trust their opinion. Yep. And you're willing to, I guess, take the the good or bad for yeah. that. Yeah. And 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 again, we've learned from our mistakes. Yeah. So I think our employees need to as well. True. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. So that's so. Yeah, it's not so much a saying; it's just a, a part of the culture.
0: Yeah, yeah I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this is something interesting that I thought of this morning. What's something that people that know you well
1: might not know about you? <laughs> um, something they might not know about me is how insecure i am okay yeah um look, putting things out there again yeah. um i'm not as confident as what i come across people think oh he's that loud guy and he's full on and he's so full of confidence like i said i was a bit nervous coming to do this yep i'm not as confident as what people think i am it's interesting yeah
0: i've got parallels and i guess that i guess if you really drilled into it then i'm sure there's something that the the outgoing nature is something to protect you from the lack of confidence. Yeah. I'm sure there's something. Yeah, there,
1: well, there is, and that, and that's and that's part of the personality sort of things. Yeah. Know, we're a bit boisterous and a bit thing to cover up our insecurities. Yeah. But you know, again, it, it, that happens for a reason. Those insecurities are there to go oh, big dreams, big vision. Check this, this, and this along the way. Yeah. Don't lose your vision and don't lose your dreams. But just make sure that you've got you know the the foundation or got the. The, the plans in place to help you get there.
0: It's probably a good point, actually, kind of journaling or not. Yeah, ju- I'm, hey, I'm journaling's assume, great. You know, I watched um, you know, Tim Ferriss, who wrote the Four Hour Work Week. Yes, he, he does a yep. lot of. I mean, I, don't I know, haven't read it because so yeah, I don't read, but yeah, I've heard but all but about the, it. Yeah, he's he. I watched a TED talk that he did recently, and he talked yes. about. Yes. Um, he doesn't do goal setting. He does fear setting, where mm-hmm. he'll write down the biggest fears that he's got associated to that process, which is kind of like you're saying. Well, yep. this is my big goal. I'm not as confident as. I yep. s- I'm really worried that what if it doesn't work what are my work? obstacles what are my friends going to say yep. what if I lose the house
1: yep. you know yep and, then- and so it's probably good to be conscious of those things mm. but very important not to dwell on them no. because I think if you focus on the negatives that's where you're going your thoughts are going to go so I think yes definitely have those things in mind but you still need to look at like we're talking about the vision and the picture mm. they're the things that you really need to focus on but be conscious of the other side yeah the I balance the, yeah the um that's I'm sorry
0: that's all right. Track. So you've, oh, you've used that one as well. So what's next, like for ARW? Yep. For ARW. Um, is there anything, I guess, exciting that, the that, 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 I'm not looking for you to announce anything, but- No, that's fine. Is there
1: anything that you're doing at the moment, like I guess um, branding wise or website wise or? Well, yeah, we have, we have got a new website that it should be ready in the next three to six months. It's <laughs> something that we've been working on for a while and getting the right people involved to get it exactly how we want it because, um, probably one of the things that's always held me back in business is wanting things to be perfect before i before i put it in place now i'm sort of learning that you need to let go a bit of that and let other people help you with it so website was something that lindy and i always said we want to do it ourselves because we want it to be perfect you're going to try and build it yourself on a Wix or yeah or sit down with say you're my website designer sit down and go i want that picture there and this here and that there and, and that sort of thing so from that perspective we're doing obviously the website but we're also doing some new commercials coming up soon um, we've got some video footage. We've got a, a company called Zest Marketing that does all our marketing for us. Who are unbelievable. Are they over here? They're up at Ridgehaven. Yeah, up at Ridgehaven. Um, used to work. Peter Cuppen. Yeah, he's, that's right. Um, amazing people. These we've been. I've been another mentor. Yep. Again, just quickly on that. They're talking about mentors and things yep. like that. Michael Peter Cuppen has just been phenomenal. He's yep. just someone that helps me understand why we're going through things. He helps me understand my marketing. Before I had Peter, yep. I knew nothing about how to look at sales and how to, how to work out how our, our leads are coming in and how to generate those leads yep. and how to manage that side of the CRM business as well. So that, again, paying for mentorship is, yeah. And you're advertising on TV? Yes. Yep. Have you been doing that for long? We've been doing it um, for quite a while now. A friend of mine got me started on it. Um, Colin from Australian Outdoor Living, he got me started on uh, advertising on TV, which yep. was amazing, it was a great experience. And then over the years we've evolved and worked with Peter from Zest Marketing and, it, and it's and it's something that I really enjoy actually. So how, I get a bit of a kick out of How did you feel before you started? Um, I was very nervous, yep. you know, looking at spending Thousands and thousands of dollars on on something like that, and hoping that the money would come in from it. Yep. It's a big step again in, in business. That's another one of those milestones, I suppose, when you move into that level of marketing, mm. and understanding what you need to return from it to make that money back is it's a big thing. And you'll continue to do it for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. It's funny, it's Jamie. A very important part.
0: Jamie, my uh, my assistant, um, used to work for Zest. Oh well, wow. cool. So she's always like, "You've got to do TV. you got to do TV." <laughs> well, she'll know the importance and of I'm it. I'm like, like, "TV? No one's watching TV, Jamie. It's bullshit." <laughs> so it's good to I guess hear some feedback from someone who's not a paid ad on the radio, yep. you know, those ads where it, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I did radio, radio works. Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. oh, so you've done radio? No,
1: we haven't, but I've seen the figures. Yeah. And, and look, we, it's something that we've, ta- we've talked about several times because obviously once you're on TV, the radio stations start ringing you and asking yep. you, come on our radio, come on our radio, yep. but the numbers don't stack up.
0: We did some radio advertising back in 2011, I reckon. Had it go. Zero. See? Zero, That's like I mean. as in, <laughs> we, we, we bought a new, f- uh, a new number yep. and advertised that. Yep. To track
1: the call? Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, there's probably some, brand- page, there some branding there. But- you have to be able to track it. And what you just brought up is a very important part of that, having yep. a landing page or a separate number so you can see exactly. Yep. So with us, people ring up, hey, how did you hear about Adelaide Retaining Walls? Yep. Uh, Google. And that's, Google. It. That's, it. Google. that's the question you'll ask. Because yeah. I do that do. at
0: the counter. Yeah. And I'm like, so I've not seen you here before. Yep. Why, where have you come from? Yeah. I think that's probably something that's a weak... I don't get the rest of the guys to do that. Yeah, but it's something something, personal that we do. I love to know. So Um, Of course we do. Is that
1: something that you've then obviously made, I guess, a policy inside your business, or is it it's, just, it's just happening? No, it's part of, so obviously when a client calls, um, Jane takes most of the phone calls, she's got a sheet that's, it's, it's not a script, but it's basically a series of questions that we go through, not just to qualify a client, but yeah. to, just to find out a little bit more about the person, exactly what they're after, and if they're gonna be something that we can service, what their, their requests are. Yep. Part of that is, how did you hear about Adelaide Retaining Walls? Yep. So obviously, i on yours. How did you hear about Adelaide Retaining Walls, and Look, nine out of ten people say Google. Okay, so they're okay. googling. I need a retaining wall. Retaining uh, walls, Adelaide, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly right. But we not, know not looking for your company name in Google. Um, well, they say they they, <laughs> they just Google say it. Google, yep. on, cool. and, and you know some people don't like, don't like being drilled down on on that. Yep. But we know when our ads are on TV, the phone rings, and when the phone rings, people still say Google. Okay. Yeah, but so. But so we've know V is a branding exercise. It is, it is, and, and we've been doing it for five years now. Mm. So it is it's established our name in the market. Yep. It really has. And that and that's a key thing for any company I think. Do you have a sense for where you are in the market? Yeah. Yep. Exactly.
0: So how many players are in at your level in the market? Two to three. Two to three. Two to three. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Two being to three. Being respectful to the others. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Exactly yep. right, And Because yep. you don't
1: really know, but you know. No. You yeah. Know that's right. Yep. Yeah. We, we know. Yep. Um, and we know when you know when we're missing jobs and where they're going and yep. stuff like that. But yep. we're different companies. Yep. So really, for what we do and the customer focus that we've got, yep. I see ourselves as being the best at what we do. And there's only one. Yes. Yep. That's right. And and it's to me. And they might say for the this for what they do. Yeah. Like, yep. And they do. And they, yep. quite, they they quite openly advertise that sometimes. But and and that that that's them. Yep. What I and I don't care what they do. I don't get caught up on. You what don't I'm watch because
0: no. I I get that. Like I kind of
1: watch, but I don't watch. It's hard Mate, to it's hard to explain. I why get caught up on what other people are doing. Well, then you're I, not I think we've, about what you're we've doing. got enough. We've got enough on our plates to run our businesses mm-hmm. and to make sure that we're doing what our vision and our goals are. We've got to make sure that we're doing that correctly. Mm. And when that doesn't happen, I get upset. I don't care what my competitors are doing unless it affects me. Yeah really the scoreboard kind of takes care of itself doesn't it it does yeah and and, and is there a need to keep score on what others are doing as long as we're doing (laughs) (laughs) but I feel for me as long as I'm doing as long as I'm doing what I promise to my customers I'm doing I'm happy Yeah, yeah I wish I was
0: I think I'm probably a couple of steps off that. I still have a lot of ego attached to winning Oh for sure so. and,
1: and everyone everyone <laughs> so.
0: It's it, how hard is it when you miss a tender we, m- we we um we missed a few Friday morning last week we found out about some decent chunks of work yep and I'm getting you I'm kind of not, not getting used to it, but yep. I'm getting better at accepting it and just going, well, these are the things that happened and this is what we learned from it and that's I guess what I'd like to take to these guys is go yeah. well it happened.
1: It Can't does. Yeah, and change it now. Yeah, and, 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 and you don't want your staff getting too caught up on it and then like losing their ambition for the next 10 days. I love that it hurts them. Sure. Because it means
0: they care. Yeah. If they were just like, oh, who gives a shit? Yep. Like, I'll still get paid. Yeah, that's yeah. not the attitude. We've all been there. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. It, it's trying to find that balance between them caring but them having enough composure to go, well, this is part of the, yep. the learning experience we probably should have followed up a bit quicker or we
1: probably should have put a little bit less
0: margin on or we probably should have added value here or...
1: And they're great conversations to have with your mm. staff. They're really good conversations to make sure that they're involved in that process, I yeah. believe. They're our most important assets. So to me, if, if the staff get a buy-in, call it buy-in with yeah. the business, yeah. if they've got a buy-in, it, it doesn't get any better than that. And yeah. the culture around that buy-in is just phenomenal. Do you involve your staff in any of the trainings that
0: I guess the mindset stuff that you're doing, or is there have you got the vision to do that at some point? Yes, definitely. Without it, with, without training?
1: a doubt, I think that bringing mindset into the business is is definitely something that Adelaide Retainer is will do. Is Michael set up to be able to do that kind of thing? Or is he's, he, he's gearing towards yeah, that, he's and it's something he's that we, 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 yeah, he is very, very busy, um, yeah. but it's something that we've talked about quite a bit yep. in depth. Um, I'm actually doing some of his NLC stuff that you've probably heard about. It's a little bit different to NLP, yep. um, which helps me as far as helping my- It's conditioning instead of programming. Yes, yeah. it is, exactly yeah. right, yeah. So it's just a little bit different. <clears throat> um, so that's gonna help me to be able to to coach my staff a little bit yep. but I'd still like to bring in someone external just so that it's not yep. always the boss giving me this information so they're hearing it from someone else sometimes I think it's good to have a second perspective mm-hmm. and a second you know person bringing that stuff to the table it's, it needs to be the right person I'm I'm yeah. all for it um, it's taken like I did a, um, a, t- a
0: course recently um, a facilitation and master a facilitation <laughs> presenters masterclass the booklet's here somewhere how'd you go it was really good I loved it yeah. um, I don't get enough time out from the business to do that and it's funny that um, you know you you talked about insecurities before Yeah, I was nervous to the point where I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like why am I nervous like it was really weird because I guess you'd be similar I think we do the same stuff most days Yeah, and we're unbelievable at it to the point where it becomes just automatic we don't even think about it so when we go do something new even though we're confident we're like oh hang on is this what's gonna yeah and you start running those those scenarios the what ifs (laughs) you know 10 minutes in sweet yeah got it covered yeah but it's just that anticipation anxiety that that i guess i had around it but then once i was in it it was it was insane so um the 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 people that i did it with they do a lot of different stuff yep so there's an nlp one coming up in june or july that i'm going to go to okay cool and it's really kind of introductory it's it's funny i've kind of I was talking to her about it, and I was saying it's like when you buy—not me personally—but there's a book that I'm reading at the moment that talks about this the, this effect where when you buy a new pair of pants, you need to get the shirt and you need to get the shoes. And you, <laughs> it's like when you start to learn new things that go into your tool chest. Yeah, as a tool director, bag, yeah, yeah. You just kind of like, what else can I learn? Yeah. What else can I learn? Exactly. What else can I
1: learn? And you start chasing this. Yeah, that, that whole you want to you build on that toolbox, yeah. don't you? I know I do. Because you see it, it yeah, effect. And like. you see the benefit and you get to understand how important it is, mm. probably more so, how much it means to our day-to-day lives, not just about growing our businesses or being better at what we do, mm. but how it impacts on the family-life balance mm. and understanding relationships and who we spend time with and the group of people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah, I yeah. reckon on that note, man, I'm going to say thank you so much no for coming No problems at in. all, man. Thanks for that having me. It was really great good. to see you again.
0: Hopefully uh, your nerves dissipated pretty early. They did. <laughs> (laughs) I think so, yeah, yeah. No, they did, mate. You make it very comfortable. Thank you. Beautiful. Cheers, buddy. Thank you.